Igniting Hope Ministries welcomes you. Prepare yourself to listen to a message that will spark hope and renew your mind. Hi, Steve Backlund here from Igniting Hope Ministries. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. The title of the day's message is God Loves a Cheerful Decider. Let's start off with this truth. Cheerfulness is one of the evidences we have attached faith to our decisions. You know, in 2 Corinthians 9, there's a, it's a great chapter about giving, financial giving, and the attitudes and benefits of that. It reveals great promises, like we will reap generously if we sow generously, that we'll have all grace abounding to us, that we'll experience all sufficiency, that we'll be enriched in every way to be generous in every way. But in the middle of, of 2 Corinthians 9, there's a verse, verse 7, that, that gives us principles far beyond finances that can radically influence our lives. And I am so excited to share with this with you today. Get ready. This message, I believe, is going to do something in your life. It's going to take you to the next level. It's going to cause your leadership to grow. It's going to cause your effectiveness to grow. And here's the verse, 2 Corinthians 9, 7. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. You know, let's just break this verse down um, before I get into the the part that I really want (laughs) to share with you today. It says each one. You know, we are we are different. We different people are free to decide different things in what they do and not do. Yes, the Bible gives very specific uh, direction on many issues, but there are also many issues where we decide. And we get to respect the decisions that others make that are different, the conclusions that they make. Like for for instance, in Romans 14, 5, it says one person esteems one day, another esteems every day alike. And it says, let each of you be fully convinced in your own mind. And there's going to be people on certain issues who are going to be fully convinced in different directions. That's amazing that the Lord uh, has given us that power. So then it goes on, it says each one, must give as he has decided in his heart. Again, we are to decide how much to give in finances and time and energy and into relationships. We get to decide that. Uh, This is an incredible revelation as we move from a slave mentality to a son mentality. Slaves are always waiting for a command from God or others to know what to do. But sons increasingly decide themselves based on a good decision-making process. They decide themselves what to do. And, and that, that is a powerful thing. And we love to teach on, and I've got messages on the, like, I think one of them, you know, titles, I got to remember my titles here, uh, Six Habits of dyna- Dynamic Decision Makers, or Six Ways to Make Dynamic Decisions. You can find some of that if you just look online on the blog. We've linked uh, the blog that's connected with this, and some of you aren't receiving the blog with this, but if you sign up for our newsletter on ignitinghope.com, you'll receive the blog plus the podcast that work together 
each week. So each one must give as he decided in his heart. And then it says, not reluctantly or under compulsion. If we have these attitudes towards what we give ourselves to, it reveals one of two problems. We are either doing the wrong thing or we are doing the right thing with the wrong beliefs. We are either doing the wrong thing or we're doing the right thing with the wrong beliefs. And one of the points that I want to bring out here is that if we're doing the right thing with the wrong beliefs, that that is not going to be very effective. There's an interesting verse in Hebrews 6.1. It says, Therefore, let us leave the elementary doctrine of Christ and go on to maturity, not laying again a foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God. And he goes on to list four more elementary principles uh, of the doctrine of Christ. But he starts off with, hey, we don't want to go back to the basics. And he says the first basic is repentance from dead works. Here's what I think. I believe a, a dead work is when we are doing things under, we're doing things reluctantly or under compulsion. If the reason we're doing it is not faith-filled, it's a dead work. Now, I know we're going to do certain things uh, because we don't feel like doing them. And, you know, I understand that, that character uh, does the right thing when we don't feel like it. But if we're consistently doing the right thing and not attaching faith to it, you know, because if we attach faith to it, we're, our feelings are going to change. If we're consistently reluctant or under compulsion, I believe that's a dead work. And it needs to be repented of. And then it says, for God loves a cheerful giver. The Greek word for cheerful is hilaros, from which we get the word hilarious. God loves a hilarious giver, a, a boisterous giver who has merriment. Cheerfulness is one of the evidences we have attached faith to our decisions. God loves a cheerful giver because the person doing so is doing so from their heart and in faith. As they give, they are thinking, this is exciting. I have decided to do this. This is going to have a huge positive impact on me and for others. And one of the reasons many churches have offering readings before the actual time where people give in the offering is these offering readings stir up cheerfulness. God loves a cheerful giver. Now, here we go. So it says God loves a cheerful giver. Now, I'm I'm, I'm going to just go into and change the wording. God loves a cheerful decider. God loves a cheerful decider. And when we have cheerfulness in the, in the things that we do, it is a reflection of faith. I look at my schedule and, you know, whether it's travel, whether it's specific meetings, whether it's being home in an, for an evening, whether it's uh, paying the bills, uh, all of these things we can do reluctantly or under compulsion, or we can get cheerfulness in it. Now, so how, how do we? How, let, me, let me just give you an example. And I coach the basketball team at Bethel Church where I'm on staff here in Redding, California, the staff best basketball team against uh, the students. And I remember in saying yes to do this, 
I said yes, but then I realized, wow, uh, I am busy, and I began to move into, oh, wow, I, I'm reluctantly doing this, and I'm only doing it under compulsion because I said I'm going to do it. And so I was, I was ready to just do it out of duty and obligation. And <clears throat> I, I'm learning I can't do anything that way. And I had a lack of cheerfulness, <laughs> a lack of cheerfulness. So I had to go back to the basics. I had to re-clarify, am I to do this? I looked at my options. Okay, I can, I, I can decide not to do it. I can decide to keep doing it reluctantly, or I can decide to do it in faith. And so I asked the Lord, I asked myself, do I want to do this? Am I going to do this? And then I decided in my heart, yes, I'm going to do this. And I believe I'm supposed to do this, which is the key. I believe I'm supposed to do this. And once I decided that, there began to be a shift in me. There's still a little warfare, so I decided to make declarations over my coaching. It's going to be this, this coaching of basketball is going to be a powerful experience. God's going to show up powerfully in this. Uh, it's going to be, he's going to use it. We're, we're going to have fun. The people I'm going to connect with, there's going to be powerful relationships. God's going to do every practice is going to be wonderful. I began to do that and attaching faith uh, to that, I became cheerful in my deciding and the cheerfulness overflowed into what I was doing. Now here, here's the thing. When, when, we, when we find areas that we're doing reluctantly or under compulsion, here's some things we need to do. Number one is re-clarify clarify or re-clarify what you are to do. Matthew 4.4 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. The quality of my life depends on my identifying what God has told me, what I believe God has told me in identity, in, in direction, in promise. So I, I, as I used in my basketball example, coaching, I had to go back and look at my options Am I supposed to do this? Now, when we give financially, when we give in relationships, when we give of our time, when we give of our energy into things, God loves a cheerful giver. And it's only that cheerfulness will result when we're able to attach faith that we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. And we've decided in our heart. And then... Secondly, is speak life over your commitments or like say things. The meetings I, I, I have today are going to be powerful. God is going to show up in my family tonight when I get home. The, the coffee I am doing with my friend will cause a breakthrough for both of us. Wow. And then lastly, press into your beliefs until you have cheerfulness manifesting consistently regarding the choices you have made. Now, I remember when I first learned about joy and hope, and I, I, I thought, oh, no, now I need to be happy, too. <laughs> oh, no, now I have to be happy, too. I'm trying so hard to live a good Christian life. Now i got to be happy. Now, I don't want you to take this message and say, oh, man, now I've got to be cheerful and all that I, I'm deciding to do. Listen, listen, a lack, a chronic lack of cheerfulness 
in what we're doing. Here's the point. It's like the check engine light on the car. So you, we need to check under the hood. We need to go back to the basics and say, have I decided in my heart this is what I'm supposed to do? And then once we've decided that, then we attach faith and we believe it is significant. Those who believe what they're doing is significant, it becomes significant. So God loves a cheerful decider. He loves a cheerful decider. You know, it doesn't, he doesn't say in the Bible very many places that he really loves a specific thing, but he loves a cheerful giver, a cheerful decider, taking the liberty to expand it to that. And then there's, it's kind of like a secret doorway into maturity, into breakthrough, into renewing our mind with truth. The renewing the mind just isn't about, uh, you know, truths to believe, but it's about decisions that we make and how we think about the decisions that we make. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this podcast from Igniting Hope Ministries. This is Steve Backlin here, and I want to remind you, we're here to ignite your hope. There's no hopeless circumstances. There's only people who do not have hope. And once people get hope, True hope, circumstances cannot stay the same. Hope is an unstoppable force. I believe this, that our hope level determines our influence level. And you as the most hope is the most influence. And I believe after love, hope is the most powerful leadership, influential quality there is. And I believe that our hope level is the indicator of whether we're believing lies or truth. We've got a lot of hope, believing a lot of truth. Don't have much hope, believing a lot of lies. And there's no condemnation if we're believing lies. But but if we don't know what our problem is, we have a real problem. And I want to remind you, too, that the joy of the Lord is your strength. I don't need joy at the end of the battle. I need joy in the middle of the battle. Pretty much for everybody listening today, today's just not a good day to be radically joyful. (laughs) When all my problems are over, then I'll be joyful. That's what I used to think. No, I need joy right now. You know, whether, you know, all of us are battling something, whether personal weaknesses, uh, relational things, financial things, nation things, uh, you know, just whatever it is. And, and today's the day. Let's stir it up. Let's stir up our joy today. Hey, if you like these podcasts, why don't you tell somebody else about them? Just also be aware that here at Igniting Hope Ministries, we're working very diligently right now on our belief training program. And we're, we're moving in a direction to create certificates for those who go through it. Watch, watch for that. In the next uh, six months or so, great things are going are gonna to happen. Hey, God bless you. Look forward to having you with us again on another podcast from Igniting Hope Ministries. We hope that you have been blessed by this message. For more resources, you can visit our website at ignitinghope.com.